It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media at all, everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But the, No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. We welcome you aboard to a new edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 156. As we record this Monday, January 7th, 2018, I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621 at Locked Redskins on Twitter as well at Locked Redskins on Twitter. And of course, make sure you follow all of our NFL news and notes, correspondence, team coverage, especially for those of you in the playoffs or those of you on a coaching search, which the Redskins are not, which we'll get to in a sec. Uh, at Locked On NFL Net, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Instagram, you get a little bit more of the longer story versions at Locked On NFL Net for all your NFL team news and notes and correspondent coverage. All right, let's get to it. First on the Redskins front before we get to the NFL playoffs, and we're going to start a new feature uh, today called our Skins Spotlight, where we isolate one player. Uh, on the current Redskins roster, and we'll go through it, uh, and we'll give you all the statistics, all the news, all the information, uh, contract status, all of that stuff as we look back and look ahead uh, during the offseason here. We'll do that with Adrian Peterson, certainly the only real bright spot for the Redskins on offense in 20. 20- 18. All right, so let's get to it. From the time we last uh, recorded a podcast episode, Jay Gruden is officially coming back. Now, the team has not officially announced it, nor will they. I can just tell you how the Redskins operate. Jay Gruden does not tell, assuming that it was Jay Gruden, Jay Gruden does not tell media, um, and J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington broke the story Um, He does not tell media or a source does not tell the media if A, it's untrue and B, if the Redskins don't say, yeah, okay, you can basically say this now. Uh, We're giving you the blessing. We're telling you we are bringing you back as expected, as we've talked about and as everyone has talked about. So Jay Gruden is back. What we don't know as of <clears throat> this Sunday night into Monday morning when we record this, is whether Greg Minuski will be back and whether Matt Cavanaugh will be back and whether uh, other coaches will be back. Now, uh, let's go through this real quickly. Minuski is certainly in the crosshairs. It, J- Jay Gruden has had Jim Hazlitt, Joe Barry, Greg Minuski, and now could be working on his fourth defensive coordinator 
Certainly, if Jay Gruden is back, and again, barring some sort of last-minute change of heart, Bruce Allen certainly is returning, and that is the full expectation. And there was some uh, thought that the Redskins would be adding a front office voice, a front office personnel man. I'm told that that's not going to happen right now. Maybe, maybe after the draft. We'll see about that. Uh, but with Eric Schaefer staying, and for now Kyle Shan, uh, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Smith uh, staying. I mean, we'll see what happens after the draft if he gets an offer from somebody else to run their uh, personnel department. Because remember, right now in title, he only runs the college side, even though they've been ramping him up, and he's essentially exceeded Doug Williams in terms of role and responsibility. But anyway, that's a long story. Uh, we don't know about. Um, we don't know about Greg Minuski. We don't know about Matt Cavanaugh, the offensive coordinator. Will they promote Kevin O'Connell as a means to try and keep him and make him the play caller? We don't know about any of these situations yet. Uh, what I heard over the weekend clearly was now that the Jay Gruden situation was settled, and now that Bruce Allen is coming back, they were working on what exactly the deal was with the coaching staff. Now, I've heard, and we've mentioned it on this podcast, that Bill Callahan is looking to get out. Uh, I don't know his contract status, uh, so maybe that is a prohibitive factor. That doesn't mean he's going to leave, uh, but that is what I was told by a source, uh, and many have also since that point speculated uh, just the same that Bill Callahan is really frustrated and looking to get out of here. Now, I've also heard that Jim Tom Sula, the Redskins defensive line coach, outstanding defensive line coach, could be a candidate to leave as well. And there are at least one other coach, and I'll just leave his name out of it for right now uh, until I have further information on this, at least one other coach that is also looking to get out of Redskins Park. Uh, that's obviously not a good sign for Jay Gruden and or the Washington Redskins, who apparently are not going to make, again, any changes to the executive branch or the top end of the football operation, meaning Bruce Allen uh, and... Of course, Jay Gruden, and of course, along with that, Eric Schaefer and Doug Williams and Kyle Smith. Uh, that is not a good sign if you could potentially lose Bill Callahan, Jim Tom Sula, maybe this other coach. Uh, we'll have to see what happens there, but obviously less than thrilling news uh, if you are a Redskins fan and if they're trying to promote and preach stability and that they're actually closer than most people think they are. All right, let's get to this. Uh, we're going to, again, hear from Adrian Peterson, our Skins Spotlight player first up in our offseason feature. We're going to hear from him last week with reporters at Redskins Park as he completed his first season. But as you know, the NFL playoffs and the wild card round, the first round of the playoffs, now complete and two NFC East teams, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, both win their games narrowly and advance to the second round, the divisional round of the playoffs from the wild card round. The Super Bowl champion Eagles come back and beat 
Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy, and the Chicago Bears and that ferocious defense on the road, 16-15. to 15. Uh, As you probably know by now, Cody Parkey missing the potential game-winning field goal with less than 10 seconds left uh, as it was partially blocked after he had hit the first one. But, of course, uh, Doug Peterson had called a timeout right at the snap, so it was not good. After the timeout, the El Frizzeroni, uh, if you will, he uh, tried the 43-yard field goal. Again, it was partially tipped. It definitely changed direction. There is no doubt about that, and it went off the left upright from the far right hash, and Parkey missed it. And the Bears lost 16-15 to to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Nick Foles, two touchdowns, a couple of picks, only a 77.7 rating, but 25 of 40, 266 against that Bears defense. Listen, um, you can beat up Nick Foles if you want for the couple of turnovers. I can't. Not against that defense, and especially being that he had no running game. Darren Sproles led them with 21 yards. On 13 carries, Wendell Smallwood, 20 yards on eight carries. That is Redskins pedestrian-like. Actually, that probably is better than the Redskins do in a lot of games. Uh, but the bottom line is, is uh, you can kill Nick Foles all you want. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, Nick Foles, game-winning touchdown pass to Golden Tate from two yards out. The two-point conversion failed, culminating a 12-play 60-yard drive for 352. Great job by Nick Foles late in that game. And again, without a lot of help from the run game, Alshon Jeffrey led them with six catches for 82 yards, leading a balanced effort. Ertz with 52. Tate, as we mentioned, the game-winning touchdown, 46. Aguilar, 32. Wendell Smallwood, 20. Dallas Goddard with a touchdown with 20. What a route he ran for that touchdown. Whew, man. Great throw, great route, everything. Darren Sproles with 14 uh, as well. All right, so that's the uh, Philadelphia Eagles picked side of things. And the Dallas Cowboys, real quickly before we take our first break, won 24-22 over the Seattle Seahawks on Saturday night as Dak Prescott did it all down the stretch along with Ezekiel Elliott. Prescott 22 of 33 for 226, a touchdown and a pick, and an 83.6 rating as the thrower. Also, six carries, 29 yards, one touchdown uh, for a long of 16. That was um, set up by, and that was on third and 14 in which he ran for 16 on a delayed quarterback draw after he didn't like what he saw in terms of the passing game, just took off right up the middle. And then of course led to, uh, the final touchdown that the Cowboys scored that made it 24, 14 after the extra point, uh, and that was with 2.08 left on the clock. And yes, Seattle did score to backdoor cover. In most cases, sometimes they were down, uh, they were uh, underdogs by two, two and a half, three, kind of depending on the book uh, that you used. Um, you know, and the bottom line is, is the Cowboys win 24-22. Their defense was terrific for the most part. Uh, they shut down the Seattle run. The team that had the number one rushing offense in the NFL only had 73 net rushing yards. Um, 
in the game, 226 passing. Everybody obviously critical of Pete Carroll uh, and Brian Schottenheimer for that game plan. But look, that's what you are. You're a play action, run the ball, control the time of clock, and get big plays out of Russell Wilson type team. That's what you are. That's your identity. That's what you do. They couldn't do it well, and because of that, they lost. They were 2 of 13 on third down. Sure, they should have passed it more. Absolutely no doubt about it. It didn't work, but that Dallas team, when you take as many sacks as the Seattle Seahawks do, uh, and they are 31st in the NFL in terms of sacks per pass attempt, um, second worst, when you are that type of team, you do not run around all day against that Dallas defense uh, chasing you because they have athleticism and skill and depth on the defensive line. That's why Dallas is so good this year. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. Our first break, when we come back, we'll begin our Skins offseason spotlight segment. We will do that with Adrian Peterson. We'll let you hear from the Redskins 33-year-old running back. Will he be back? That's the big question. And Guys, the NFL playoffs are here. It is time to get in on the action with my bookie. Don't be that guy with no rooting interest as your relatives and friends sit around watching the games this January. Nope, not this year with the big game right around the corner. It really is the most wonderful time of the year. You thought the holidays were Mm-mm. not. If you're a football fan, make sure you're ready for the daily action and weekend action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. Ownership really cares about good customer service, and they offer absolutely crazy and fun props. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. If you want to make money during this playoff season, you got to go to MyBookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. Join now and MyBookie will offer you a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you have a nice bankroll for the playoffs. Use promo code LOCKEDON25 when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON25 because at MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us, guys. It is episode number 156. I am your host, Chris Russell, at Russellmania621, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, and make sure you follow at Locked on NFL Net. We left you off kind of talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles win in the playoffs. Of course, the Indianapolis Colts and first-year head coach Frank Reich with a big road win in Houston. That was pretty easy, 21-7 on Saturday afternoon. Great job out of that team. Former Redskins executive Morocco Brown running their college draft uh, under their general manager, Chris Ballard. Boy, that draft paid some big, big, big dividends. Uh, Happy for my guy. 
uh, Morocco Brown, and as well my pal Andrew Walker, uh, who used to cover the Redskins for Redskins.com and now works for the Indianapolis Colts. Meanwhile, the Chargers beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday afternoon, 23-17, to exacting revenge as I thought they would. Don't forget, the Chargers were not blown out in that loss in San Diego, uh, in, in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. That was one great throw by Lamar Jackson, and that was a turnover uh on the Baltimore side of the field, down 16-10 and marching for the Chargers that turned that game around and led to the blowout loss. And yes, the Baltimore Ravens scored two late touchdowns, both Crabtree touchdowns uh, on Sunday to make it 23-10 and 23-17, both from Lamar Jackson. That's great. Eight-play, 75-yard drive, 12-play, 80-yard drive. But Lamar Jackson uh, struggled all game long made a nice comeback 23 17 the chargers win it so congratulations to them all right let's get to adrian peterson who's going to be our skin spotlight player and first up certainly the best offensive story for the redskins but he met with reporters last week at redskins park uh, this audio courtesy of george wallace wtop and craig hoffman 1067 the fan we appreciate those guys sending it along adrian peterson meeting with reporters last week in terms of the injuries there's obviously this has been two years here since this has happened and there's a million theories as to why strength conditioning doctors the way mm-hmm. the team practices any of do you have any thoughts as to why or is it more on the luck spectrum more on the luck you know you, like you alex i don't think it has anything to do with team doctors or you know um, coat you know i have anything to do with with team doctors, you know, um, get nerve damage. I don't think they have anything to do with training staff or uh, team doctors. Uh, you know, um, but you tear your biceps because, you know, you look at the play and you, your arm get jammed up. I don't think they have anything to do with team doctors or the strength and conditioning staff. You know, um, Trent, you know, ripping his thumb. I think I don't think the strength and conditioning coaches or the team doctors had anything to do with his finger getting caught up in the shoulder pads, and just unfortunately for us this year, we uh, we had a lot of them, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, so you know, hopefully, we can, hopefully next year, you know, guys are healthier and and the the injury bug can move somewhere else. How soon do you uh, head back to Houston and get back in the gym with training? Uh, I'll be heading out here in the next week or so. And um, I'll get back into the gym rather soon here the next week and a half, uh, you know, running on the treadmill, keeping my, my, my legs loose. Um, I've had a lot of times since I dislocated my shoulder, I haven't worked out upper body because I haven't really been able to. Um, just pushing it week by week, you know, doing push-ups and little strength and conditioning stuff in, in the training room. But as far as, like, benching, since I dislocated it, I probably have bench maybe four times, you know. So for me, it's like, ooh, and I need to, you know, get in the gym and get, you know, get everything back moving and working the way that is is used to. What is your typical off season? What is it? I normally take a week or two off, um, and then you know, right back at it, you know, easing my way in. Of course, I'm not grinding full throttle early on, but. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing like my long distance running and, and working out, um, doing a lot of yoga and stuff, making sure my body is, is flexible and pliable, um, and then um, kind of pick it up as as 
uh, the month's progress. How is the, how is the shoulder? Did it ever feel right after the injury? Um, it, it, you know, it, it, throughout the season, it was always just that kind of ache and pain there because I only had six days to rest it, and I was right back, you know, grinding and, and you know, hitting guys and landing sideways on that shoulder, you know. So um, it felt good around the, the Cowboys game. And then I had the, uh, the little flipper I tried to throw, and that kind of tipped me back a little bit, you know. But outside of that, the shoulder, it was just a little pain that I just had to deal with throughout throughout the season. So, you know, unfortunately now, you know, I have some time to rest it, unfortunately. So I'll be okay. Is, there, is all that to me to just rest? Yeah. So you've been recruiting guys to, to join you in Houston. I think Chris said he was going to be coming down for a while. Yeah, yeah, Chris, guys, you know, I got, you know, sessions. Got a lot of other guys to say they're going to uh, Jordan. He's coming down. Um, so, yeah, you know, I told the guys the doors is open. You know, so uh, normally the office line come down with Trent. Um, so um, hopefully we see a lot of faces. I know they'll get some good work and they'll be ready to roll. Is there kind of a lingering question of, like, what if, considering how fast of a start, the 6-3, and three, and then once those injuries really kicked in, going 1-6? and six? Um, Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely sit there and say that, you know, because even with the injuries and stuff, we we, we still had an opportunity. Um, but, yeah, you always sit back and say, man, what if Alex didn't get hurt? You know, what if we didn't lose our, you know, starting two guards? You know, what if we didn't lose our, you know, third string and third string guards as well? Um, you know, defensively, too, had a lot of injuries. You know, it's like, so you always have that what if. And, uh, you know, of course things would have been different because it's hard to replace a starter. But, um, you know, you always had that what if, but then again, you just got to move on and, and, and just get ready and prepare for the next upcoming season. Are guards least important? No, 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 no. Well, you got a guy like Trent. You yeah. Know, he can, I was like, Trent, can you play guard? And guard is actually one of the most important positions, you know, for me, especially in the run game. Um, as far as protecting the quarterback, uh, you definitely want to have a good, you know, good left tackle and right guard. I mean, right um, tackle as well. You know, but in this division, <laughs> you got to be stout because yeah, they have good players across the board. You look at the Eagles; they got Cox. He's playing right there. You know, up against those guards, and it's it's, it's rough for him. You know, Fletcher Cox is a, he's he's he's, he's He's a different type of player. You got Bennett. You know, you got some guys up there that really have it. You know, so having your first string or second string guys up there is is very critical. All right, so that is Redskins running back Adrian Peterson, who again will be in our Skins Spotlight, which is coming up as we take a look uh, at everything he did and some of the achievements that he made in his first year with the Redskins. Will there be a second one? Guys, the Locked On Podcast Network is doing unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, follow us at Locked On NFL Net, and you get all of the Locked On Podcast Network local hosts, including myself, covering their NFL teams on one feed. It's amazing during games, breaking news, to get the local perspective. Also on Instagram, it's Locked On NFL Net giving you the biggest stories in just one minute on your Instagram stories, longer cuts on the biggest stories in the feeds. Make sure you follow Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram so that you can stay up to date. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. 
Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you, makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, we are back for our final segment together. So here we go with our feature that is going to start. Every time we do this podcast, we will have a skins in the spotlight uh, player, a skin spotlight player, an individual look uh, at everyone who contributed good and bad for the Washington Redskins uh, in 2018. And certainly we start off, right? Why don't we start off with somebody good? Adrian Peterson, who we just heard from him in part two of his conversation with reporters to close out the season. Adrian Peterson was the top graded offensive player, according to profootballfocus.com and their premium statistics. 77.0 out of 100 uh, in terms of a grade. He graded out a 64.4 in the passing game, 76.2 in the run game, 39.3. Again, these scores out of 100 in pass blocking. And he was a 59.8 in run blocking uh, as an overall grade. In terms of snaps, 479 overall, 169 in the passing game, 23 in pass blocking, 200. And 62 in the run with 26 used as a run blocker. So Adrian Peterson had the ninth most snaps on the Redskins offense in 2018. He had 251 rushing attempts and he wound up with 1,042 rushing yards, a 4.2 average, seven rushing touchdowns, had the 90-yard touchdown on Monday night football against the Eagles, a 64-yarder to win and seal up that giant road win to uh, help the Redskins at that point improve to 5-3. and three on the year five and two actually five and two on the year uh, also had 20 catches for 208 yards a 10-4 average of 52 long that was in week one against his former team the Arizona Cardinals which ultimately resulted in a fumble and a touchdown for Adrian Peterson so that makes eight total touchdowns on the year 1,250 total net yards of offense for Adrian Peterson 33 years old the team as a whole had 4,795 team net yards of offense so that means Adrian Peterson accounted for exactly 26% of the Redskins net offensive total by himself of course on the passing game he had to have a quarterback involved yes and an offensive line for blocking and so on but you get my point 26% of the Redskins total net offensive yards came via Adrian Peterson in 54 career games he has now run for over 100 yards rushing including the Redskins week 16 loss at Tennessee certainly not his fault 
Adrian Peterson became the first Redskins running back since Alfred Morris to top the 1,000-yard mark at 2,000. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, from Alfred Morris was back in 2014 in Jay Gruden's first year. And hard to believe, believe that Jay Gruden is now done with year five and coming back for year six. Adrian Peterson, the 12th player in NFL history to have eight-plus, 1,000-plus rushing yard seasons. Eight plus seasons, eight or more seasons of 1,000 plus rushing yards. 12th player in NFL history to do that. He becomes the 13th player in NFL history to have two 1,000 yard rushing seasons when he is the age of 30 to 39 years old. And again, we mentioned 33 going on, now 34. Also, AP passed Randy Moss uh, at 15,541 all-purpose scrimmage yards, and that was after the Tennessee game. Uh, Moss had 15,451 in his career, so AP took over for 16th all-time in terms of scrimmage yard there. He wound up tied with Jim Brown, the Hall of Famer, at 106 rushing touchdowns for 5th all-time, did not have one the last couple of games. Adrian Peterson, 13,318 career rushing yards, passing Eric Dickerson on the all-time NFL career rushing list. Uh, for eighth place all time. Number seven is Jerome Bennis coming up at 13,662. So AP about 350, let's call it roughly yards away from taking over number seven and Jerome Bennis passing the bus. Uh, But the difference is, is Jerome Bettis did it on 3,479 carries. Adrian Peterson, only 2,825. And realistically, if Peterson plays one more year in the NFL, he can easily crack into the top five in terms of the all-time rushing list. So just a tremendous season for Adrian Peterson, his first with the Redskins. Yes, not every game was perfect. We understand that there were some moments where Adrian Peterson uh, certainly and the Redskins offense came up a little bit short, but no doubt about it, Adrian Peterson uh, doing tremendous things in his first year. Where would the Redskins offense be without Adrian Peterson? you know that that's a that's a tough question uh, to 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 answer because uh, well they would be probably nowhere um, especially when you consider Darius Geis uh, you know being out for the season and uh, you know what Adrian Peterson did in 2018 for the Redskins uh, considering that Chris Thompson was out for a good portion of the year and of course Rob Kelly and Samaj P. Ryan were ineffective and hurt on top of that uh, the only I guess notable thing that I would bring up that Adrian Peterson you know you could tell a clear difference between the Redskins winning and losing when they won uh, go figure Adrian Peterson 4.53 yards per attempt when they lost 3.58 all right that's going to do it for us here on the locked on Redskins podcast thanks as always for downloading thanks as always for listening hope you enjoyed the skin spotlight uh, we'll do one of those each and every podcast episode 
throughout the offseason to kind of look back on the 28th season individual player by individual player. And we'll have all sorts of offseason coverage. This has been episode number 156 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Make sure you download on iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, uh, Spotify, uh, in your Alexa speaker, uh, say uh, play Locked on podcast, all of that good stuff uh, you'll get the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Redskins, and away we go. Thanks for being with us. Have a great start to the week. We'll be back soon with another episode, episode number 157 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.